that? The noise? Yeah. Oh, it's just me creaking. <laughs> it happens. It happens more and more as time goes by that I creak. Yeah. With the smaller, ever smaller movements. It's like, you know, it used to be back when I was young and merely like in my 30s. <laughs> I used to sometimes if I'd if I'd bend down or pick to pick something up or, you know, I'd I'd I'd, I'd seriously exert something. I, there'd be the occasional little. Now it's 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 like I practically like pick up a cup of tea and I creak. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine what's happening. I don't know what's causing it. It's it's some sort of mystical something or other, I think. He needs to formed a general union and gone on strike yes. is what it is. <laughs> yes. And so they showed up the workers. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fair wage for skill and experience. Fair wage, yeah. Always support the strikers. Even if it means I just have to sit down all day. Oh dog. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> like that's a a horrible thing you know it, it is very it is very difficult sometimes what sitting down all day yes mm -hmm. it's i don't think people appreciate how hard work it can be you know you oh, get i suppose you get you get tired around bits that anyway moving on go on dig yourself out of that one I don't think I can. No. I think I'll just... I, I don't think, think you can either. That's why I'm waiting to see how you do it. I think I'll just do this episode from the bottom of this hole, if that's okay. That's fine. Hello. Hello, everyone. It echoes down here. Lovely listeners. Down here. You're joining down us down in here. the virtual campfire. That's a big hole, isn't it? Yeah. Just watch for the hole. Echo. It's a recent echo, addition. Echo. Fives. I'll fit... Fives? Echo. Fives. Echo. Oh. Fives. Oh, oh, my boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. A... Just watch for the lovely, lovely listeners. Watch for the recent pit. Yeah, I... it's a recent addition. It's new. I might have gotten a bit carried away with the whole, with the whole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I promise I'll no, board it's it. Fine. Up. Stay there. Stay I promise there. I'll board it up before anybody <laughs> needs to walk over it. In the meantime, just don't let Earl fall in. Earl doesn't care. He's an owl. He's got wings. And he'll just flap. Yeah. He'll just flap out. Um, and he's but, out. He's fine. But anyway, before of all I... of us around the virtual campfire, he's the one you need to be least worried about. He's not going to bother about a hole in the ground, is he's he? He's not going to bother about a hole in the ground. Before I break the virtual campfire space any further, the virtual clearing, I should say, um, I feel we should perhaps move on. Because you know it's psycho-reactive in here, don't you? It is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's why it's always in such a terrible state whenever I'm in here. You can't move on. You're in a big hole. I am. Well, I'll, let's let's metaphorically move on while I sit at the bottom of my big hole. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Hello. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to the virtual campfire with new and recent additions. Excavations. And those. Um, otherwise known as episode 170 of Frithgast. 170... Once I'm trying to think of something like really dramatic, I could make that sound, but it's there's just just too many syllables. Yeah, can't it, it can't be done. No, can't be done. When we get to 180, there's going to be some big shouting because you can do that with the darch. What you can? I'm not going to do it yet. Cause 180 it's... minus 10. Oh. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. 
doesn't work. I suppose you could still do it in the style of that, that lad that used to do the shouting at darts matches. I'm sure there was more than one. I'm fairly sure there was to... more than one shout, like official shouty person. Yeah, but you know the yeah. one I mean. You know the one I mean. He was always on. He was always. On, he used to be on Bullseye. You remember? Oh, I feel old. Didn't they used to get him to come and do? Because he was like the proper dart shouting man, wasn't he? Yeah. And they used to get. They him have to... like you never get mentioned that career at school, do you? That you can be a dart no. shouty person. No, nobody no. ever said. You, know, you can be a big shout, shouty person for darts. It's going to be grand. You're going to be warm and dry, and there's going to be like, you know, bar snacks. And all you've got true, to do yeah. for your job is just shout things. People keep bringing you beer. Yeah. Older alternative drinks. Can I go back to school and please and tell them that's what I want to you do? You want to because, be a dart shouty person? Yeah, because I feel that, you know, at, at, at coming up on 50 years old, <laughs> I feel it's probably about time I worked out what I wanted to do with my life. Nah. Um, so that's as good as good as any, and I want to go back to school and tell the careers advisor uh, that that's what I want it to be, because it's like they said to me, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, you do, don't you? Because you don't know when you're a kid." People know. This is what gets me. Other I people. I had got no. Well, I had got a clue, but it didn't get me anywhere. No. Uh, I mean, you can't be a starship captain. I know that much. No, it's not in the book. They don't let you. It's all a conspiracy, if you ask me. Um, they want they want sensible things like that. You you know you want to go and work in chartered accountancy or 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 quantity surveying or or um, something loyally. I don't mean loyally as in obedient and and you know supportive of your cause. Not that kind of loyally. I mean loyally as in like a lawyer. Solicitorly, no. I've I've known lawyers, and I do not think that means what you think it means. What lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. But anyway, um. The point being, this is a frith cast. It is. This is episode one hundred and seventy. It is one seven zero of said frith cast. I'm. Uh, Kate Colwyn, uh, who going. is not a heathen with a head full of stuff. But Stand you, up, girl, keep going. But you, do it. You, tell him. Ah, Suzanne, you better sing. I can't sing. Oh, okay. I would hurt our listeners. That's fine. I would. I was, you know, saying the equivalent to preach without saying preach. That's, 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 that's fine. No, I, was, I understand. I mean, I'm saying yeah. the enthusiasm is there. I yes. would certainly sing. Would it not be considered uh, an act of terrible? Aggression towards our listeners. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Not yet. No. Give them a chance to settle in. However, you are Suzanne. I am. You are a heathen with a head full of stuff. I am a heathen with a head full of stuff. Much of which is useful. Some of which is useful. And tonight... Matthew, I'm going to be... <laughs> as soon as I was halfway through the word, I knew that was... <laughs> <laughs> But tonight, we are going to be talking, you are going to be talking, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be like piping up occasionally, about what? I'm going to be talking about Bluetooth and Pomeranians. You don't know what to do with that, do you? I did not see that coming. You did not see that coming. Bluetooth and Pomeranians. Yeah. As well, in... Put the music here while you think about it. 
<clears throat> you could do. We could do that. Let's put the music right here. think about it and, and, I, it goes. and all I can think about is Ryan Reynolds a young Ryan Reynolds going you made a goddamn vampire Pomeranian <laughs> you made a goddamn vampire Pomeranian they did they did they did for some reason um why are we talking about Bluetooth and Pomeranian? We're not now. You asked on. me what we were no, going to talk no, about, on, and on, I on, told on, you, and it was right there. I'm going to make some assumptions here. Go for it. Right. I can't wait to see what you do with these two. Knowing you as I do, uh -huh. knowing your interests, uh -huh. knowing the general theme and topic of this particular podcast, I'm going to go out Sometimes on Sometimes that's very loose. Indeed. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to assume that when you say Bluetooth... Yeah. You do not mean the radio communications protocol. Yeah, you'd be right there. You possibly mean Harold Bluetooth. Very good. The Viking-esque king. Yeah. After whom the radio protocol is named because it was him what went out and unified a lot of the clans and nations and factions. Yeah, all connected pieces. Yeah. He brought them all together in a great unified whole, like what like the one what I'm standing in. Yeah. And she has feet for radio. Hence and hence Bluetooth was named after him because it connects devices. Yes. Regardless of their na na na. Yeah. Am I on the right track? You are. Now now just link the Pomeranian in there and you've cracked it. Well now, you see, that's a little bit more difficult because I'm not aware of anything I know in heathenry that relates to Pomeranians. I can imagine them with the little hat, which I want to, in my, in my mind's eye, I want to put horns on and I know I can't. They're like, yeah, little just kind of invisible horns. I want to yeah. put the little hat with the little helmet with little horns on the Pomeranian, Pomeranian and okay. like give it one of them shields. Okay. Right? Yeah. Which is a lovely image and put it in a little boat, a little dragon boat <laughs> bobbing along. <laughs> Several of them, probably there's a few, probably there's a whole bunch of Pomeranians bobbing along. However, that doesn't strike me as something that's very likely that we're going to be talking about. It is not. But I really and I want to now. suspect that the Pomeranian dog. Yeah. Which is what I have in my head. We get it out. Is named for a Pomeranian place or people. Yes. Am I right? Getting there. That's as far as I can go. It's pretty good. Thank you. Okay. 
So we're going to start with something being built by Bluetooth and we're going to end with the fact that we lost it. Excellent. I love a happy ending. I know. Well, it's kind of a mystery ending and you kind of know, probably from listening to this podcast, that archaeologists really cannot resist a mystery. True. We want to go in and explore it and prod it with a stick and poke it and find things out. And it might take us like... You know, a week, where did we put our glasses? Because mm. we've lost them in the lab again. <laughs> or it might take us most of a lifetime to figure it out when yeah. we finally get there. So let's start with the building. Okay. This is built by Bluetooth. TM. TM. I presume. Well, not really. I mean, he doesn't have a trademark. No, but it sounded like something that really needed... So that's, that's, like, that's like proper Intel inside, that, isn't it? Yeah. That's That's like a little... Built by Bluetooth. Powered by, and then some, like, powered by Well, eventually Unity when we find it, we can look for the little TM trademark that says okay. built by Bluetooth. So what did Bluetooth build? A fortress. From, I was going to say, apart from apart from a sense of unity and, and, and togetherness. Yeah, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Mm. Ooh, I like it, yeah. Um, so he built a fortress. He built a harbour fortress and we lost it. How do you lose a harbour? I mean, do, I don't are, know are you talking, how we lost it. We you, just did. I was going to say, are you talking like we we lost it militarily? In which no, case, no, who, no, who we, are we? We lost it. We don't know where it is. We don't know where it is. We don't know where it is. All right. I mean, yeah, it got lost militarily as well. Mm. It got like destroyed, but now we don't know where it is. Right. So my next question: presumably, the fortress hasn't moved. So because they tend not to. Howl's Moving Castle. Tales an of obvious, Old Dartmoor. An obvious exception. And Tales of Old Dartmoor. Oh, that wasn't a fortress, that was a prison. Yes. Um, but, um, so... Shifting Sands was a fortress, though. Shifting Sands was a fortress. I'm going to assume that um, that we don't know where he built it. We don't know where it is now. Presuming the fact that it hasn't moved. Right. We can't actually find it. Okay. We've kind of managed to misplace a whole... Um, harbour with a, a fortified harbour with a, a city in it and this big fortress we've accidentally lost it which does sound a bit daft when you think but when things get buried in the archaeological layers mm. or whatever they do become very difficult to find i mean there wasn't the when did they find jericho i don't know or did they always know where that was a, there was a town well, Troy is another one, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. The city of Troy. Yes. I don't think anybody disputes that it existed. No, can't find it. Not like Atlantis, where it was, you know, it was like made up for for mm. a, a, a story, a dialogue, mm. a fictitious dialogue. We know that there's that's not a historical place. That was just that was kind of a metaphor. Um, but Troy was real, as far as we as far as we know. But nobody knows exactly where it was. Yeah. So we've done exactly the same, but we're in a little bit colder climate. Uh-huh. We lost a whole fortified harbour fortress. Okay. Tell me about this fortress. Well, this is the Jomsburg. Okay. And this is a legendary Viking stronghold. We know when it's made because there's a record that says King Harold Bluetooth built it Okay. around 960. All right. Give or take a year or two because, you know... You're not going to have instant fortress powder and just add water. It's going to take a decade to build a fortified harbour fortress city. Yeah. yeah. We know that it's destroyed precisely in 1043. Wh- precisely? Yeah. 
right? It's yeah. militarily wrecked in 1043. How so? And how after can, that, how we can... don't hear anything else about it. How are we able to be so precise? Because there's a record of a guy called Magnus the Good mm-hmm. who goes and stomps all over the Jomsburg. And that's good, is it? Well, it kind of destroys it. And after that, we don't hear anything of it. We've got no other records, nothing that tells us what happened to the site or the city or what's left of the fortress or the <coughs> harbour or anything. It's just gone. It stops. So we're on Magnus's there. side. Kind of. I assume if we're calling him the good, it implies that we're, we're bang alongside the idea of him knocking out this fortress. Oh, no. Whereas, whereas Harold Bluetooth presumably then would be the bad guy. Oh, mind you, what are we no, talking he, about? He built it. 43, did you say? Yeah, 1043. Well, that's like... Hang on. I'm doing maths in my head. Okay. So that's 40 years, plus another 43 years. So that's 83 years that it stood. Yeah. And that's it. Bluetooth was probably long gone by then, wasn't he? Bluetooth is probably a bit cheesed off, to be fair. Yeah. He's, he's not around when it gets he's, stomped. He's not. Now, his... He has another connection to the Jomsburg in the fact that that's the place where he dies. Oh, okay. In 985, 986, give or take a year. All right, he did, he did all right then, didn't he? he so did, 25 years. years after he finishes the Jomsburg, yeah. that's where he dies. Okay. And, you know, another 60 years after that is when the place gets flattened. All so right, we so know it's a very specific time period. It's dated very <clears> precisely does not help us find this blast no. device. <laughs> so there's nothing in, like, sagas and things that tell us about this? They oh, when tell did us the, when... it, is, it exists, but they don't tell us precisely where. I was going to say, when did they stop writing sagas in that in that, that sort of format? Um, but I don't know whether they did, or did they just yeah. keep on... They wrote about lots of other things, but they didn't write about the Jomsburg. Okay. Now, in the Nordic sagas, it's consistently called the Jomsburg. It's got a very set spelling. Yeah. So you know it's exactly this place that they're talking about time and time again. Okay. It also appears in the medieval German um, chronicles. And here they talk about a place that has lots and lots and lots of different names that are all kind of roughly <coughs> related in terms of what they sound like. Mm, mm. But there's dozens of different spellings. Okay. And there's a gentleman uh, who is a Pomeranian historian. Get that image right out of your head. <laughs> he is called Hofmeister. Surrounded, Do you need a minute? Surrounded by his little books. Yeah. Tiny little books, little staircases in the library. It's a legitimate place. Where is Pomerania? I have is, no is clue. Pom- is Pomerania? Is that what it's Pomerania, called? Pomerania, yeah. I presume Pomerania. So he's a Pomeranian historian. Okay. And his name is Hofmeister. Mm. And he's the one that proposes the fact that the Jomsburg in the Nordic sagas and this fortified harbour city that is mentioned in the medieval Germanic sagas is the same one oh, actually the same place okay it's the same place that they're both talking about they're just talking about it in different names but he says because of the description and what happens and the events he can link the two together there's other historians that basically say it just didn't exist oh they at so, all. Oh, so they're 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 taking the it was like atlantis yeah kind it of was, thing it's a it fictional was... place that is used to or camelot Scare Pomeranians. I don't know, but it's, 
you know, it's this legendary <clears throat> place called the Jomsberg. There yeah. is a particular group of elite Vikings that is known to live and train there called the Joms Vikings. Okay. Presumably so they can be hired as mercenaries and go and do their thing oh, and, and go and, and be seriously well-paid people around the world. But there is at least one historian that basically dismisses it and says, no, this isn't a real place. There's not enough evidence for it. There's no archaeological evidence. It's not the same city as is getting mentioned in those two separate sets of accounts. Ergo, it didn't exist. I mean, it, <clears throat> it does sound like... It does have a kind of a Camelot vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind when of you, when shimmering you... in and out of existence at the moment. We're still not quite sure where yeah. it was. It's like Camelot is a is a great citadel, or you always you always see it presented as a as a as a citadel, a castle with a, you know, possibly a surrounding town, but yeah. certainly this this big fortress kind of place, um, where there are the you know the the greatest and the goodest of. Of, of knights gather there and yeah you know do their thing yeah but it doesn't actually exist yeah it, it was never a, a single place as is described because with Arthurian legend it's just added to every <clears throat> time you iterate it it gets an extra bit I was just gonna say I, I was on that 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 thing that imagery about the, the greatest and goodest of the knights have gathered in this place <clears throat> this place and my brain was furnishing me with the rest of a quote uh, of a guy saying, you know, gathered in, in, in one holy place to help make mankind free or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, that that kind of deal. That was Rome, of course, that he was talking about. And then I thought, yes, in the film King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm suddenly realising... Oh, <laughs> and now I'm suddenly realising, was that supposed to be his Camelot? Oh, OK. Yeah, the, the fortress... Because he'd never been to... In the, I'm sorry, I'm diverting, but... He'd never been to Rome no. in the film, but he was Roman through and through. He was late, you know, late sort of like 400s. When the empire is collapsing, yeah. yeah. Uh, just on the cusp of the Roman withdrawal from Britain. <clears throat> but he still thinks of himself as absolutely Roman through and through. And he, he believes in Rome as this great beacon of, of enlightenment. Rome and is the light. light. Rome is the light. Um, and I've just suddenly realised <laughs> that it's just clicked in. It's like, oh. it's like that because he doesn't have a Camelot in the film. No, but it's in his mind, isn't it? He's never yeah. been there, but he's got this image in he his has head this of what, you know, this great glittering towers and what have you. And there's whatever. a particular person says in Gladiator, he has he has to kill the idea before he can kill you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just realised it's just a great <laughs> little connection. Um, but yes, so it it does have that kind of that kind of vibe to it. So I mean, do we know anything about the? The, the the sort of the practical purpose of it. I mean, was it was it built for a particular war or to defend a particular frontier against somebody yeah. specific or not quite. No, it's described as a fortress mm -hmm. initially with a harbour. Right. It's got a uh, a harbour wall. Yeah. And an archway over the top of the harbour entrance. Okay. And on the top of the archway is a stone tower with catapults on it. Oh, good God. Okay. And then the entrance itself can be closed with iron gates. <clears throat> so it is like serious fortification, a fortress city. That's quite... A, I mean, because you're going to have to... I mean, you, you need to get sailing ships through 
yeah. that arch. So it's going to have to be quite tall, I would have thought. I mean, we're not necessarily talking like full-on galleons and tall ships here, but even yeah, so. But even then, you you know, you mast on a a canar is is not a short thing. You're no. full sail. You can't. So you're going to have to be able to get that through. So it's going to have to be quite tall. And then you've got fortifications on top of the arch. Yeah. So you can imagine the poor architect looking at this going, you want me to do what now? And I've got to lug great big bits of stone and calculate a freestanding arch over water. Yeah. And I can't drop any of my blocks in the water <clears throat> because then it will make it too shallow for ships to come in. Yeah. So I can't drop anything off my scaffold. Are there any other examples of structures like that? And not that I know of. Not that I know of. Lovely listeners, if you know of some, that'd be awesome. Send them in. I'd love to do some yeah. extra learning. It'd be interesting to, be interesting to know because it's like, I mean, I, I, I mustn't, I shouldn't underestimate what people are capable of building because you know, there's some damn clever, there's some damn clever folk out there. There is. Um, but I don't know. It just, and yeah, I've seen, I mean, I've seen harbour fortifications and stuff from various points in, in history and yeah, I don't know. It just it again. It just it helps contribute to that whole kind of vaguely mythical. Yeah, I mean, what gets feel, me is the know? catapults. Yeah, it's like Vikings had catapults. I don't remember Vikings having catapults. I presume they would have known about them. I mean, but yeah, it's just suddenly they've got you know siege weaponry balanced on top of a tower. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have. They wouldn't have had to necessarily be like big Fun or functional ones I guess you've just got it up there for show and maybe that's the other reason but... <clears throat> I mean you had the the, the the Romans had the onager which was uh, which was named for the, the, the donkey because it kicks <laughs> um, that's fabulous yeah and that's, and that's basically like a, I don't know what you'd call it in, in, in mechanical terms but it's basically like a rigid arm catapult so you, you kind of wind up the thing oh and then just let it go and you it... put, a, put a rock in the cup on the end yeah. of the arm, and you release it, and it just like goes, it just swings <laughs> straight up and then stops. Oh, and you and the rock carries it on just going. Carries on going, yeah. As opposed to the sling catapult, the trebuchet, which is my favourite, and I want one. They're like counterweighted. Which is the thing where it's on like a huge, much more sort of complicated uh, multi-armed thing, uh, but it's just got one arm with like a, a, a kind of a sling on the end. Yeah. Hanging, hanging off it and you just wind it up and it just like you say would like as it, as you release it it just this whole kind of complicated counterweighting thing and it just goes whoop, and it slings this rock <laughs> and i i've always wanted a trebuchet i don't know what i'd shoot at with it i'm not, not normally either <laughs> i'm not normally a military person by nature i don't go for that kind of thing at all but for some reason i've just i've always wanted to have a go with one <laughs> I just have to even get a, like a little tiny one. I could have a little tiny one on my desk at work. You could. I could just like trebuchet my colleagues. You could do that. That'd be fun. You could totally do that. Rubber band walls over the partition. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Lolly build one out of lollipop sticks and rubber band. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. So the early accounts of this harbour, the oldest ones we've got, mm -hmm. for the capacity of the harbour is that it could take three ships. Okay originally and i'm like well that's that's still pretty good you know you've got you've got a nice sort of you know that that kind of gives you a bit of space to maneuver yeah the later accounts for how many ships could fit in the harbor is 360 
Would you? Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Over what time scale? <laughs> the time scale from when it is built to when it's destroyed. So, so in 80 years. Really, really bad maths or they've missed a dash. I was going to say, it's a decimal point. Yeah. ships and not 360 ships. 3.26. Yeah. <laughs> Three, 3.62 or whatever, yeah. You can, make, you can fit three and a half ships in here. Nearly four ships. Really precisely. Or, or they've grossly miscalculated what three is to 360. Or they built it for three ships and by 80 years later they expanded the capacity by like two orders of magnitude. Also possible. Did I mention we still haven't found this place yet? No, no. You did mention that. Because that's like... You know, going from a single parking space outside your local shops to <laughs> to like the big Tesco to the yeah to the supermarket. You know, like your your two story car park outside your shopping centres. It's kind of a bit big for parking spaces. Yeah, I so look. How do we? I mean, I was going to say, how do we know this place existed? We don't. That's the whole point. Yeah, we've got some records. They're very sparse. Yeah. Um, we think there are, you know, some people say it didn't exist. Some people, uh, what that Pomeranian chap is saying that he's thinking that the the Jomsburg and this place that's mentioned in the medieval German chronicles is the same place. Mm -hmm. And therefore we've got it in two places, but we've got <clears throat> it in different names. So we've literally only got written records or written accounts yeah, of this else. place. We've got no artefacts. We've no, because no, we don't know where it is. Because we don't know where it is. Don't know where it is. Mm. Can't find it. Well, I'm going to come back to that, actually. Yeah. Um, there are two contenders for where we think it is. Okay. One of them is Usedon uh, Island, Who? which is near the, in the Baltic Sea, okay. near Poland. All right. Um, and that used to be much part of a it's now a little chain of islands and it used to be part of one big landmass okay and then there came a storm around the 14th century which submerged most of it blimey that's so quite a storm they think that it, it <clears throat> that could have been a contender for where it was okay we've got little bits of artifacts coming up from the right time period from that area but that doesn't prove that it was this great big fortress city Thus far, we've not been able to excavate that space mm. because it's underwater. Yeah, well, it does and make things we tricky. We can do marine archaeology, but underwater. Yeah, difficult. The second place that they think it might be is Wallin, okay. which is in northwest Poland. Right. And it's the, uh, the tip of an island uh, that is under a current settlement, okay. under a city. And... Some historians say that it was basically there, and the city that is there now is a continuation of the settlement that was there then. So in as much as we can be at all confident about anything about this place's location, we're, we're going basically going for Poland. Somewhere around Poland-ish. Right, okay. Now, the really awesome thing about Wallen, uh, Wallen Island is the fact that they started excavating there last year. Oh. This makes me very happy. That recently? Yeah. Okay. So they started excavations there in 2023. At the moment, they've had no reports or no news of any finds or no news of anything coming up, but it is very, very early days. Okay. 
So we're so, starting to excavate <clears throat> one of the possible sites that are quite popular in theory about where this place possibly was. Mm -hmm. And is this like... Um, this is presumably just for the for the joy of discovery, yeah? This is... Always. Yeah? Well, I, no, I, I'm just... I always sort of think I mean, something like that is, is, is like... How do you... Because it would be great if we could if we could just send people out to go and like research places and go, you know, we think we this... think it was here. Go and do it. Yeah, yeah. Investors funding. That's yeah. that's the bit we need is the is, money to it... to fund the the research to then say. So is there some is there some reason why this place is suddenly of interest as no, of last I, year or? I think it's mostly because they've found somebody who will invest in the research or they've been able to get a grant to go and dig there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those those grant applications, you know, they are fierce. Mm. Oh, yeah. To get any kind of funding for this kind of work. Take the chance when you can, certainly. So Wallen is being... The excavations have just started, as in within the last few months. Yeah, wow. So watch this space as to what comes out of that. Absolutely, yeah. Now, we said earlier that there wasn't any written evidence. Uh, there wasn't any physical evidence for this place. Yeah. There kind of is and there kind of isn't. Okay. And to kind of deal with that, it's a chap called Rosborne. He's got two pieces of evidence, which he's not letting anybody else see. Why? Um, and they, I don't know the why, but they give, one of them gives you know, absolute coordinates for the Jomsburg. Okay. Like, precise pinpoint, this is where it is. Well, I mean, yeah, right, but in, in what way? Did they did they use the same coordinate system as we do? I mean, I there's always 360 degrees in a circle, right? Yes, I get that. And the, the 360 thing goes back to, like, Babylon. Um, so I'm not going to consider it too wild if you tell me that the Vikings used grid system. degree grid system not the same way we quite. do. I mean, I've not seen a, a, a photograph or an image of the text that he has because he's not letting anybody else study it. But what he says is it contains precise, effectively precise coordinates for where the Jomsburg is. Because you'd have to know where their uh, longitude your, your data point was. of reference. And once you've got your point of reference, you say, right, it's, you know, 60 miles of east of uh, Katerberg. And you're yeah. like, great, well, where's Katerberg? Yeah. And if you haven't got that, you've got a set of instructions which is useless. So you need the point of reference. But he says he's got it. I'm sure he's absolutely correct and and uh, entirely sincere in what he's saying. Um, and because I don't want the Frithcast legal department to be <laughs> coming at me. <laughs> For making pronouncements about this uh, this this chap, and I'm sure he has reasons as to why he has physical evidence of this place and is declining to allow others to see it. Well, he is a he is a researcher and you know official academic person, right? But he's not letting other specialists take more than a cursory glance at, at what these things are. Okay. So the disc is called the Kermson disc. Or the disc. The, the disc. The coin that right. he has. It has an inscription on one side in late Latin. Okay. Um, and it basically mentions Harold Bluetooth um, and the Jomsburg. That's. I was going to say that's convenient. That Pretty might, good. That might be. Um, that might be construed with a slightly different spin. 
yes. than I intended, which I intended, of course, to say that sounds like a very valuable and important piece of it evidence. It is most excellent. Indeed. There's also a text, a chronicle, that is currently in his possession, which is a Polish translation of a medieval chronicle, mm -hmm. which, again, he has presented to the academic world. Right. And the chronicle, he's not allowed anybody else to study it, which is... Not unheard of, but it's unconventional in the academic world. I mean... It's not unheard of, but <clears throat> it, it does make it very difficult for people to then rewrite papers and verify his findings. And Well, this is the thing. And it's have like, it done. I understand that if you're doing... Certainly if you're doing research in, in, in any discipline, you know, you're doing, science, uh, um, say, research in... Pharmacology, for example. Yeah. Um, for commercial purposes, you're going to want to keep a lot of what you're doing under wraps because you're going to want to patent things, you're going to want copyright stuff. Yeah, but then you need repeatable, <clears throat> consistent results that can be verified externally. And this is the thing. If you're doing like research archaeology, if you've got the item, you've got the item. I don't see why it hurts to let other people see it because everybody knows you are the one that's got it. Yeah. So he's already published on it. Okay. Some people are now claiming both the disc and the chronicle are forgery. Right. Um, I, of course, offer no opinion on this matter whatsoever. I am saying some. Okay. Um, some are saying that the disc, with its late Latin inscription and its very high gold content, has no known peer. It's not in any particular... It's not in a known sequence, if that makes sense. It's not an example of, okay. say, a particular minted coin that's just been adjusted or whatever. It's a very unique item. It's kind of the Stonehenge of the coin world. It's the Stonehenge of the disc or coin world. So it's known there as the... There is nothing um, else like this. This is a unique item. This is a its... unique item, mm. which again makes provenance very difficult. Yeah. So yeah. the provenances are in question as to where these have come from. Yeah. The fact that they're both unique. Has he not got like a Harris Matrix or something? <laughs> I'm just... I don't know much about archaeology, but I know about Harris Matrices. That's pretty good going. That's pretty good going. Thank you. So the Kermson disc has no known peer or parallel in what it says and what it's doing. Okay. It's in late Latin. Yeah. Give or take a letter or two, but that's fairly standard. The Chronicle has anachronisms in it. That's difficult. Awkward. Yes. Slightly. Such as such as what? I don't know. I've not been able to find out this, any more detail not, other than people are saying this Chronicle has anachronisms in and this is not, you know, absolutely accurate to the date and time it would have been. I assume we're not talking like, uh, you know, this is it's not like the, the, the equivalent of the coin marked 50 BC. Yeah, no. Or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although that is quite a classic. It is. <laughs> so no, it's not quite that much, but because the chronicle that he has, he has a Polish, a, a Polish translated into Polish from its original language, it has anachronisms and inconsistencies in it, and he's presented that together with the coin, right? Which again has no known here it's not mentioned anywhere that this particular style of disc or coin is one that gets made mm, mm. you know it isn't like 
somebody's so-and-so's royal seal that he would have put on things and if your messenger was carrying that disc then they were fine yeah it's not mentioned anywhere okay so i don't know there's like when it's you not, get it's the not history, like it's not kind of adding to history it's kind of clouding it a little bit at the moment but again in the future it might be that those things change it's not like early early thing for the high table you, can, you know <laughs> you give them a coin you give, them, give them this gold coin and they'll like clean up a body for you or something yeah pass it over going Harold Bluetooth says Vala Mogulis <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah of course what do you need <laughs> you know it's not quite that way yeah, so there no. is the coin and the chronicle I I kind of want to wait and see where they go mm. because if they're both pointing to Wallin and then we end up with the archaeological evidence to back it up or we end up finding one of the big what's left of the big iron gates at the bottom of the ocean somewhere in in proximity to Wallin Island yeah then we've got a pretty flipping good idea that that's what we're looking at mm. but the coin and the chronicle on their own if they're pointing to somewhere other than wallin yeah or other than wallin and the other site that submerged site that we talked about yeah oh no mm. oh no it's an it's a knotty one it is it's a knotty and one. on top of that we lost it <clears throat> you, i mean you what you are you gonna put do it down Forgot where we put it, like car keys down the back of the sofa. You look away for like two minutes and somebody's run off with your fortress. Yeah, whole, you know, fortified, um, a whole fortified fortress of fortiness. Fortification. Yeah, and a huge big armoured harbour basically. A fortress and of, we don't know where it is. A fortress of fortifying plus four. Yes. Mm. Um. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not an expert. I know nothing. I know nothing about nothing. Um, and, but I don't know. I'm. St I still have this faintly Camelot vibe off it. Well, it, it, you know, it, it might still be. It might be. You know, that it's an ideal well, that your the Yoms Vikings basically called themselves that, and so yeah, we come from the Yem legendary Yomsburg, and yeah, we are absolute legends of legendary legendary don't and get me that's wrong that's great because you know they're they're the elite and they're seeding their own legend as they go but... don't get me wrong i mean there are there are there are all sorts of explanations for where and you know fixating on camelot there are all sorts of explanations to where it might have been camelodunum or um anglesey yeah yeah, you know uh, these Pintagel. might it might just be a misreading of some old place name or what have you. You know, there's there's all sorts of of of, of ideas, and nobody's sort of saying, oh, it definitely didn't exist. It's just, you know, it, I mean, the whole all the Arthurian stuff has 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 this problem. It's like, was there an Arthur? People are always going on about was you know was yeah, the probably his, not was there a historical <laughs> Arthur or at least a historical inspiration for Arthur? Um, and I. So I'm not necessarily saying, I wouldn't say Camelot definitely didn't exist because I've got no way of knowing that. I'm not historically trained, and if a histori if a historian tells me no, it definitely didn't, fine, I'll go with that because I've got no yeah. But expertise. this place, we've got fragments of it existing. Yeah, but not a lot else. And for a fortified harbour fortress where presumably it's a massive big trade point because it's got this huge harbour for mm. 
trade it, or is it was it just a an overwinter place for warships to stay? Yeah, like a sheltered harbour that could you could close the iron gates and your warships are safe over winter and yeah. job done. That's it. But there's not a lot else about it. So I want to watch what happens. I want to just keep my eye on what happens, especially around the Wallen excavations. Mm, and anything else that comes up about the Kermson disc yeah. and the associated Wobbly Chronicle. Wobbly Chronicle! No, I want to see what happens with the Wobbly Chronicle and see if that's a nothing or if it's a maybe something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We kind of we built it by Bluetooth and then we lost it. We built this city. We built this city. Rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Anyway, enough of that. Oh. Um. Who's going to try you on the verses? You know, they're tricky. I don't know the verses. <laughs> um. So, oh, yeah, it'll be. It will be interesting to see what becomes of it. It will, and it's one I'm kind of just keeping a half an eye out mm. on what comes out of the excavations in, you know, maybe a year or two when the results are published, what they find there and whether they can conclusively say that there was a fortified harbour there, mm. and whether it is this, whether they can then link it to the Jomsburg. Because you might be able to say, well, yeah, there's a fortified harbour there, but we can't be sure that it's the Jomsburg. Yeah. Or not. Indeed. So, yeah. That's where I thought we'd go today. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Built by Bluetooth. Built sung by, Bluetooth. by Kate. TM. The Bluetooth <laughs> bit, not the Kate bit. It's not Kate TM. <laughs> it is too Kate TM. It could be, couldn't it? I could trademark myself. Yeah. And then anybody who mentions me has to pay. Put yourself in an envelope and postmark <laughs> it and send it to yourself because that's how you can do what, like... They call that, what do they call it? Like poor, man, poor, man's, poor man's copyright, don't yeah. they? That's it. Yeah. Um, you see, if I did that with anything important to me, I'd get the envelope in the post go, ooh, look, I've got post and open it. Yeah. And then I'd be gnarling. Yeah, yeah. Be like, dope. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, so, with all that in mind... Yeah. If you happen to find where the Yomsburg is, please send us the answer on a piece of batter pudding. Do. Yeah. Do that. Thanks. We'd love to know. We would. So would lots of other people. So would lots of other people. <laughs> Whether or not this guy who has the disc and the alleged bit of Chronicle yeah. is among those people, we do not know. Yeah, he might be a bit, like, grumpy. No. If we find it in a different place I, in the meantime. I make absolutely no judgments whatsoever no. on the whole matter. I'm just saying hypothetically he can hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, get grumpy. Yes. Yeah. We're not even going so far as allegedly. No. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Lovely listeners, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you all around the virtual campfire for episode 171 in precisely give or take-ish 14 days time. Precisely give or take. And it will be a story time. Oh, oh! I know, our first story time of this year. Oh, can I tell them that thing you told me about nines? You can tell them the thing you told me about nines. It's very exciting. I told you about... Somebody told somebody about nines. Well... Do it. You see, there's this thing you can do. And then do. we'll say thank you and good night from her. 
and good night from me. I mean, we can say it now if you want. No, no, and carry I can, on. Tell me about can, the nines. And I can just, I can just tell, tell my thing about the nines to the night. It's fine. I'm... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> tell him. Okay. Tell him. Tell him. Um, yeah, no. There's this great thing that, I, bearing in mind, I'm nearly fifty years old, and I was never good at maths at school, and I've only just learned. That the nine times table, yeah, right, does a mad thing. You can calculate it by adding up the numbers, the digits of the numbers in it, yeah, and adding them, and they add up to they all add up to nine. They do. It's brilliant. It is. So what was it you did? Like fifty-four. How many was fifty-four? Well, like forty-five and fifty-four are in the middle of the nine times table, aren't they? They are. And if you go four and five, it makes nine. And if you go Five and four, it makes nine. And then further on, you've got 81, which is eight plus one. And that makes nine. You are so tickle pink with this, I absolutely you? love it. <laughs> I am half a century old. And you are today years old. And I never clicked onto this <laughs> at all before. I love learning new stuff. And you can do it with... It's because great. I don't know whether I don't know whether, lovely listeners, you've noticed that we tend to keep the pattern of doing story time every, every nine. nine episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I, you, I was sitting there with the calculator trying to work out when the next story time was going to be, episode one seven one. And I said, oh, it'll it could be episode one seven one because I basically just count up. I mean, I, I couldn't really remember the last one was. So basically, if I can't remember when the last one was what number it was, without going and looking, I just do like, okay, what's the next one? Divide it by nine. If it comes up with like the string of decimal point, decimal, decimal places, yet. I know it's not yet. If yeah. it comes up as an integer with no decimal places, I know that's a story time. Yeah. Cool, brilliant. And then you came along and went, well, it's episode 171. Seven plus one plus one, or one plus seven plus one is nine. Therefore, yeah. and I'm like, holy beans. <laughs> I just never clicked onto this at all. <laughs> so yeah, that was a thing. So lovely listeners, on that moment of pure mathematical joy. Yeah. I love maths. We'll see you for the next episode, episode 171. It one will be a story time. One plus seven plus one equals nine. She hasn't got tired of this yet. It's great. No. We'll talk to you all very soon, lovely listeners. Take care and we'll speak to you then. I wish I'd realised when I was a kid how much I love maths. <laughs> Bye! Bye-bye! <laughs>